So um, as the old saying goes, where's the best place to hide a dead body? Do you know? Second page of Google. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love that joke. I've probably told it around here a hundred times. It's so funny because it, it's funny because it's true. You're listening to Reply Talk, a podcast designed to provide actionable marketing strategies and valuable insights around apartment marketing, hosted by Corbin Wright. We have a special guest today. Hello. This is Caitlin Lander, manager, Caitlin Lander. <laughs> manager of digital marketing at Reply. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, I haven't been on since, I, since the beginning. Since the beginning. Oh, how's, it, how's it feel? Good. Good. I feel more prepared. This okay. Time. Perfect. Yeah. Do you like so, the new new setup? I like it. I love it. Okay. I like it. I like this. I like sitting up high a little better yeah. than. And I love this fake greenery back I here. I know. I love it. Uh, it's my favorite part of the place. This chair is a little. A little wobbly. It needs a little help though. <laughs> <I'll fix that. laughs> All right. So we got a new episode of Reply Talk, and today we are talking about. PPC. Yeah, easy as one, two, three. <laughs> it's so good, right? It's so you. I love it. You know I love cheesy ass jokes. Um, okay, so in working in PPC for yes. almost five years and, and multifamily PPC for coming up on a whole year now, there are a few things that I've noticed that happen in PPC campaigns that we either take over or um, not so much ones that we run because we kind of have most of this on lock yeah. for, for the most part. Um, but yeah, we do. Yeah, right. Exactly. We better, <laughs> we, we better you know. Um, but some things that we've noticed when we take over PPC campaigns that um, marketing managers are like, oh, well, this campaign has this problem. Like there's a low click-through rate or my conversions are, aren't, you know, costing as much or as I'd like or anything like that. Sure. So we have five things okay. that we've found in multifamily PPC campaigns um, to be problems okay. and how to fix them. So what's the first one? So the first one is low click-through rate. Okay. So your click-through rate is um, the percentage that Google gives you um, based on how many people see your ads versus how many people actually click on them. Gotcha. Um, and there are a couple of different things that are primary contributors to low click-through rate, right? So um, your ads aren't relevant mm -hmm. to either the keywords you're bidding on or the search queries that are triggering your ads. So those are two different things. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, and your ads, <laughs> and your ads aren't engaging. Gotcha. So you you have to entice the person to give you that click, right? Like no one wants to click on a boring ad. You got to work need, for it. Right. And you need a really clear call to action. So yeah. obviously you can't use click here. That's against Google's guidelines. Um, but it needs to be like schedule a tour today to qualify for this offer yeah. or immediate availability call now, depending on like what your ad is tied to. Um, so you need to have engaging ads and relevant ads. Two things on ads being relevant. So when you think about ad relevance from Google's perspective, um, they like to see, you know, that keyword in the ad, typically yeah. in the first headline and the first description. But you also want to make sure that the rest of the copy is relevant to the people clicking on it too. For sure. Um, and also to the actual queries that are triggering your ads. Okay. And uh, this is super important, especially because Google has gotten a little more lax with what they allow to come through. So they've got that, um, I love what they call it. What is it? Um, close variant. Okay. <laughs> so you'll have like a phrase or a broad match keyword that's a close variant. So like apartment or apartments, something along those lines or something different? 
kind of different. So say you've got apartments in Fort Worth, and I'm going to pick on Fort Worth a lot because it's a great example for a lot of these things. Yeah. Um, you've got apartments in Fort Worth, mm-hmm. and you're not super familiar with match types, and you add this to your campaign, and it's and you add it just just broad match, no modifier, nothing. Just let it all so out just there. let it all out there seeing seeing what you get and there's there's some strategy to that and, and we'll talk about that later on too but um if you add apartments in fort worth no modified broad match or anything like that and you see what's coming in mm-hmm. you could get like mexican restaurants in fort worth mm-hmm. with what and we've had we actually have some funny examples of things coming up in our campaign oh yeah when we had kind of first inherited them um from you know one of our biggest clients, um, and I think we, that might make a good blog blog post actually, like funny shit that we've seen come through <laughs> with broad match keywords. Sorry. Okay. So there was um, a proctologist one time too that we that I came across through a phone call because uh-huh. apparently proctology uh, right. person pulled up and it was or exactly. the ad pulled up and they were looking for a proctologist. Exactly. It was a little weird. So if someone is actually looking for Mexican restaurants in Fort Worth mm-hmm. and your ad triggers because Google thinks that that's relevant in relation to apartments in Fort Worth, you're not going to get a click on your ad Mm-mm. if your ad copy is clear because you're not a Mexican restaurant. You're an yeah. apartment complex. Yeah. So if you get enough of those, your click-through rate is going to be really low. Yeah. So that's issue number one. Okay. Any questions before we move on? No, I think that that's pretty clear. Cool. Okay. So issue number two is low conversion rate. And this is one that we see more often when we inherit campaigns. And there are, this is one of the bigger ones. There are a lot of things that can go into this. So first, if you're not using a landing page Mm -hmm. that's designed to encourage a user to take a specific action, you're going to see a low conversion rate in your campaign. So we see a lot of communities that use just their property website which is great. So that's a great informational tool. Like we design property websites and provide them for our clients. Yeah. Um, but most of the time they're not designed. It serves a lot of purposes. Right, exactly. They're not designed to serve the one purpose of generating a lead. So to go, um, on, so to go in example for uh, a website and all the purposes that it serves, yes, it serves the purpose of giving you information. But if you really look into it and think about uh, what that website does as a whole, it can do online leasing. Right. It can do your resident portal. Right. Uh, it can. It's a leasing tool for your leasing team to be able to go and show around. You might have virtual tours. You've got all of these different things, and that can really uh, overwhelm the user. Yeah. Um, but as a landing page, you have specific call to mm-hmm. actions um, of what you want them to do. Exactly. Either submit their information or call. Right. The next thing on the list is... Conversion tracking. So Mm -hmm. it's either not configured properly or in most cases when we inherit an account, it's not configured at all. So you're running this campaign, you're spending money, you're getting clicks, you're driving them to, you know, your website or whatever. And you're like, I don't see any leads. There's no leads coming into my campaign. And I'm like, well, do you have conversion tracking configured? And we usually get kind of a blank stare or like silence. We're getting a bunch of clicks. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So a few things with conversion tracking. You have to make sure it's configured properly. Yeah. Um, you look like you're... No, no. I'm listening okay. intently. Um, <laughs> so I like to say make a list and check it three times, yeah. right? It's really important. A lot of the, the tracking code that you'll use for tracking conversions is really specific and it needs to go on specific parts of the page. Yep. Um, if you're missing a, a comma, um, you your tracking code <laughs> will break. If um, your phone number is 
done a certain way, yes. it won't swap it for your Google conversion exactly. tracking number and then it won't track your call conversions yep. and all that fun stuff. And that's too. one of the biggest things is understanding how your conversion tags work. So that does not require you to be um, super web guru developer no. or anything like that. Like Google does a great job and, and some of the other more popular conversion tracking platforms out there like CallRail. Super easy, yeah do a great job of, of explaining in their documentation, making it easy to understand. So yep. it's really easy to understand. So, so, and I think that goes back to landing pages too, yes. where it's, it's very Absolutely. easy to manipulate right. a landing page with your, you know, with these different tags. scripts and these yep. tags, um, because it doesn't make you do it globally. Right. So if you throw this tag and stuff on, mm -hmm. uh, on your website and it, sends it across your whole website like there could be things that are firing mm -hmm. that you don't want them to exactly. fire on so another reason why landing pages are great is because it does help with your tracking and your attribution and your conversion metrics exactly and you'll see a lot of like common threads kind of running throughout of these because it's all kind of connected all of mm -hmm. these things like work together like little parts in a machine to like yeah. make the whole thing run um so two other things Google Tag Assistant is so helpful and so easy to use um, yeah. and so underrated. I see so many people looking at their conversion metrics and, and like, I don't know why this isn't working. Google Tag Assistant. It's a Chrome uh, add-on or extension or whatever, yeah. whatever they call it. So easy to use and like nobody knows about it. Mm -hmm. um, so add that to Chrome and all you have to do is load your page open the extension, click enable, tells you what you got and reload. Yeah. And it tells you what you have. It tells you what you have. It tells you what's wrong with it. If mm -hmm. there's anything wrong, it'll take you directly to Google's documentation for fixing the issue. Super helpful tool. Super they helpful. do the same thing with Facebook pixels too. Yeah. Yeah. The Facebook pixel also has that. Correct. Um, and then the last thing with that is become familiar with looking for your conversion tags manually. Mm -hmm. So everyone sees source code on a page and they're like, Oh God, I don't want to, I don't want to look at this code. Like yeah. it's, it's too scary, but it's not look, learn to, to look for your conversion tag yeah. and then open the source code on your landing page or your website and find yeah. it. Make Control sure that's right. That's it. Absolutely. Um, and the last thing for low conversion rate is your landing page copy doesn't highlight your community unique selling points or use clear CTAs mm -hmm. like your ad. So um, if you don't differentiate yourself as a community, no one's going to. Absolutely. So you need to entice that person, granted they're the right fit and hopefully they are because you've bid on the right keywords and they've yep. come in on the right things. Um, if you don't entice them to make themselves a lead, they're not going to. And if there's no clear way for them to become a lead, they're mm -hmm. not going to either. So your phone number needs to be in a really clear spot. The, the form you Several have, clear spots. Exactly. The form you have on the page should be ideally be above the fold or somewhere that's, that's really, really easy for mm -hmm. the user to get to. Absolutely. So. And, I, and let me touch on one thing too about the tracking, the conversion tags and yeah. stuff is making sure that those are set up properly, not, not just installed properly on the landing page of your right. website, um, but making sure that those, uh, that the windows and, and the, uh, and the call length and all that stuff is, right. is set up properly yes. to actually record that conversion Count correctly. Real conversions. Yes. Great. And what are real conversions? Real conversions. <laughs> so I think that there, there's some debate about this, but at reply, we have some very specific ideas on what we count as real conversions. So a real conversion is an actual form submission. So someone goes to the website, fills out their information and submits and is either kind of taken through an Ajax process or, or taken to a thank you page. Mm -hmm. Um, or it's a call that lasts 90 seconds or longer for a couple of reasons. So we've studied calls that last um, less than 90 seconds 
and they are typically like, oh, wrong number, or... It's not sufficient time right, exactly. to be able to collect that le- the, the guest card information. Yeah, exactly. So anything under 90 seconds, like unless they're speeding through that, they're like, hey, what's your name, what's your number, what's your phone, right. you know, all this yeah, stuff. you're not going to get it. You ain't going to get right. it. Yeah, so exactly. that's, you know, I just wanted to touch on that, that there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of confusion right. in those conversion metrics and how they're set up. Yes. And uh, high-level conversion should equal a lead. Yes. Um, there's so much more I could say about tracking events and conversions, but that's like another That's for another podcast episode. Yes. For another day. Okay. Uh, Google Analytics podcast coming soon. Perfect. Um, so the next thing is we get uh, the cost per lead for this campaign is too high. Mm-hmm. So you'll have... A marketing manager or usually this is like vps or something like that we're like we want leads for this this dollar amount mm-hmm. and you're like okay Ooh, okay all yeah. right great like how did you arrive to this conclusion yeah. but when you look at it from the context of your SE- sem campaign a few things can happen um, your conversion tracking isn't configured properly mm-hmm. so you're only recording some but not all of the conversions thus leading to an artificially high um, cost per lead and and then Subsequently, also an artificially low conversion rate, mm-hmm. you know, trickles down from there, um, as well as your keyword strategy might need adjustment. So you're spending your budget before you can actually collect um, good data. Um, so you're getting conversions here and there on like keywords that are really inconsistent or some some kind of stuff maybe in the beginning of the campaign that you want to test and see if it's relevant and see if it works. But like maybe it's not working. Mm-hmm. Um and and when you have a smaller budget like that, it means you're bidding on less keywords to to begin with. Yeah. Um. So especially in expensive markets like Fort Worth, um. So you want to make sure that you've got everything kind of dialed in and like you're checking on these things when um your cost per lead is looking too high. Um, and that keyword strategy bit is going to come up again next in our next point too. So it all kind of works together. Right? Yeah. Um. And then the the last last thing is is having those irrelevant keywords in your account just to drive traffic. So um, this will come up again. But like if you have something in your account that you're like, oh, this we think this is so relevant internally, but when someone searches for it, the intent of the user doesn't match what you're offering. You're gonna get that click, and you're not gonna get a conversion. And like yeah. if it's a high volume keyword, you're gonna get a lot of clicks usually if your bids are set right and mm-hmm. everything. Um, so that can be a problem with cost per lead. So, so what about what the, the cost per lead, you know, it's, it's too high. Um, I, lo- I want to touch on a little bit too of like branded terms too. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. heavy bidding on, on branded terms. And that might be the opposite where it's like your cost per lead is super, is low. super low. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's it's too good to be true. It's too good to be mm-hmm. true. And, and I think that that's, that's where a lot of this like false information this yes. fake news comes from uh <laughs> in the ppc world is that like oh well uh our cost per lead is is this and it right. needs to be a dollar fifty uh cost per click right. and seven dollar cost per lead yeah. and it's like whoa hold up now um in atlanta and buckhead uh atlanta georgia uh there's absolutely no way no. that you can get a dollar fifty <laughs> uh cost per click on like uh, apartments in buckhead or exactly something. and the what mm-hmm. what we found and what we know is that um branded terms mm-hmm. so your branded terms are a lot cheaper of course uh within your market because google recognizes that that's your brand so they um, give you cheaper 
Right. And really no one else should be bidding on those. Um, So there's no competition to drive that CPC up. There's no market demand other than yourself um, to drive that CPC up. So So. with that, it can, that's a whole other different story, but with that, it can lead to uh, lower conversions and make in because your residents are searching you and they're right. searching your brand in key exactly. terms, but, uh, we'll just get to negative yeah. keywords here at the end. Yep. Um, <laughs> okay. So, um, second to last thing, and this is a big one too. So low or no traffic, um, to, um, your landing page from your SEM campaign. And there are a few things that can contribute here. Campaign searchability. So, I feel like I have to say this all the time, but it's super obvious. Paid search is a demand-driven platform. User, a user has to go to a search engine, type in what they're looking for, for results to show up. So if no one's searching, searching for, that. for that, there's no reason. <laughs> there's to bid no on reason, it. right? And so you're not going to spend any money on it. Because your resort-style pool is great. Like I love it. It's beautiful, but no one's actually looking for an apartment a with a resort-style pool. So, and that's a good point of when you're looking at the content, the copy, Mm -hmm. you have to bid on the demand. Right. And people don't go and say, I'm looking for an upscale apartment with premium finishes. In the bark part. Yeah. But but they are looking for, I want a luxury apartment in in Atlanta with a dog park. That's pet friendly. Exactly. Pet friendly. Something more specific. And that's where the demand comes from. So you have to bid on things that people are actually searching, searching for, for. Yeah. not what you want them to search for right. because they're not going to search by your yeah. terms. Yeah. Um, when I, whenever I talk about this, people are like, okay, well then how do I figure out what people are looking for? And you can do that in a couple of ways. And I think this is a really helpful tip. So um, Google of course offers the, the keyword planner tool. Mm-hmm. Um, you actually have to have an account, an AdWords account set Google ads, excuse me, set up. Um, to, to be able to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, used to be you could just go and use it and you didn't have to have an account, but now you have to have one set up. Um, so set up a dummy account, make it spend a couple of bucks, and then you can use it and, and search for keyword data and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, keyword planner tool is great. Third-party tools like SEM Rush are also great. So that'll allow you to see um, data not only for those keywords, but for those keywords like by market. Yeah. So you can see like what average CPCs are you know, across the country in your particular region. So that's super helpful. Um, but yeah, a little aside there on keyword research. I like it. <laughs> um, select keywords that people are actually looking for. That's the important part. Noted. Um, the second thing is um, your bids are too low. So um, as the old saying goes, where's the best place to hide a dead body? Do you know? Second page of Google. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love that joke. I've probably told it around here a hundred times. It's so funny because it, it's funny because it's true. Yeah. Um, and people will go past page one, right? But it's not likely. If they don't find what they're searching for. <laughs> if, they, if, they, if, they, right. if they don't, if it's the answer, it's like if I like WebMD something yeah, and I'm right. like, oh no, I need to go to the second page because I feel like something's going to tell me yeah, exactly. that that's not the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I'm just going to go to the second page to validate. <laughs> right, exactly. Myself. Or if you're like looking for, you know, informational articles on something yeah, maybe. Yeah. But like when you're looking for something and you have an immediate need right now and you want to look at something right now, you want to show up in, in that, you know, what did I call call it like I don't even know I'm gonna look at my notes um um you really need to make sure that you are bidding enough to show up in a yeah here it is respectable or clickable yeah <laughs> um result yeah. so like you well, you're not gonna get 
any traffic showing up on page two all the time but but you're like oh my clicks are so cheap and i'm like yeah but you're not getting no you're not getting them and google spoiled us like yeah google has spoiled us and we're all creatures of habit and you're not going down there Mm -hmm. like you're not going to work for it right we're used to it instantly coming up and finding exactly what exactly what you need and that's what they want right like their whole thing now is like user experience and providing like the best user experience possible and having they really will reward you for following their guidelines and making sure you know your ads are really really good your landing page is good and it's fast and it's mobile friendly and all people are getting better at this and people are actually starting to uh, understand Mm -hmm. all of this it used to be the wild west where they're just trying to gain you know get people right. to digital uh to advertise digitally right but now it's you know it, this is a key competitive in, yeah integral part of your of your marketing yeah and not only i just want to touch on this not only uh is it important to run ppc just uh to generate leads but it does influence mm-hmm. decisions across all mediums right so your visibility at the top building that trust building your brand yeah. getting getting visibility that will create um trust and uh and conversions across all these other mediums because you know it's just it's you're there it's a multi-touch world yes so (laughs) that's that's definitely where things are are moving you know you're you're not just gonna not the single touch attribution model where you're just like hey we've placed this ad and there's the lead connected to it right exactly yep Yep. Um, a couple more things about your bids being too low. So it sounds a little counterintuitive, right? If mm-hmm. you set stuff high, you're going to spend more money and you want to control costs for marketing and that makes a lot of sense. But um, you really want to set your bids higher to begin with mm-hmm. and then whittle them away over time. So that helps your campaigns in two ways. Um, low bids can affect your click-through rate, right? You're not going to, you're going to show, but you're not going to get clicked as often if you're showing up lower on the page, on the second page, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, that's going to influence your ad rank so click through rate ties into quality score which contributes to ad rank um, and that's going to impact the, the success of your campaign overall so you're going to end up spending more on your SEM leads over the lifetime of your SEM campaign if you set your bids low in the beginning and try to generate conversions from that than if you set your bids high in the beginning and kind of narrow them down yeah. as, as you gain Google's trust and you do the things that they like you to do in your SEM campaigns and um, you know get rewarded yeah, for absolutely behaving accordingly. Um, and the last one is something that we hear all the time, um, unqualified or low quality traffic mm-hmm. all the time, unqualified traffic, this and that. And um, negative keywords are going to be th- the most helpful tool for any SEM campaign here, along with your keyword strategy, right? Mm-hmm. You want to make sure you're bidding on the right stuff, but I think in items one through five here we've covered I that fully agree with you yeah. on this this is like yeah this, this, <laughs> this is my this, thing yeah this is your thing this is totally your thing um not taking advantage of negative keywords will t- cost your campaigns top dollar you will waste, oh, you'll waste so much thousands money. of dollars and we've seen it we've seen it happen in, in accounts that we've inherited thousands of dollars wasted on not taking advantage of this super easy super simple thing to implement so and to give you some insight into how to manage these negative keywords, mm-hmm. you're looking at your search queries. Yeah, You're exactly. looking where these conversions are coming mm-hmm. from, these clicks are coming from, yep. and you're identifying the irrelevant search queries exactly. uh, and search terms within these campaigns. Right. If it doesn't make sense, 
Get it out of there. It's got to go, right. It's got to go. Well, especially with Google being so, uh, taking certain liberties with match types now. So you Mm -hmm. you definitely, you're not going to get a whole lot of traffic to your campaign if you're just using exact match keywords, even though they're the most relevant. But now with phrase and broad match, even broad match modified, um, they're pulling in whatever, whatever they want, basically. And so you have to take advantage of negative keywords in order to avoid wasting money on things like Mexican restaurant in Fort Worth when you're bidding on apartment terms. And, and let me say one thing. Let me tell you all something of why it's not going to go to an automated system. There has to be the human touch mm-hmm. because because of search queries right. that will pull up that are irrelevant or relevant that right. you need to pay attention to. Exactly. Automation, uh, AI, artificial intelligence, deep learning, That it's not even close to being there to where these campaigns can be managed on their own mm-hmm. with an algorithm right. uh, doing that because they're, they're, you have to pay attention to these things mm-hmm. um, or it just will spend your money. Right, exactly. And That's my two cents. Because we love the, the multifamily industry and, and we love apartment marketing, um, we've actually put out a version of our master negatives list that we use in almost all of our campaigns. Um, so there are some things that we've taken out of this because it's a little proprietary, um, but a, a version of this that, that gives you a great jumping off point if you don't have negative keywords or your negative keywords list is really small in your campaigns right now, a version of our master negative list specifically built for the multifamily industry is available at reply360.com forward slash master negatives. So, nice. Yeah, a little, like little freebie this. for everybody. Yeah. And if you want the full list, give us a call. Yeah, give us a call. We'll give Hit you. us on the pager if yeah, it's major. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, negative list. Good. So, yeah. uh, running down, uh, just yeah. run down what we discussed. Top five. Okay. So, so five, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's actually six. I put four on there twice. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, so <laughs> low click-through rate primarily resulting from your ads not being relevant um, or engaging. Uh, low conversion rate can be um, use of a page that's not designed to convert. Uh, your conversion tracking isn't configured properly or at all. Um, and your landing page copy doesn't highlight your community's unique selling um propositions. Um, Your cost per lead is too high, so your conversion tracking isn't configured properly. Your keyword strategy might need an adjustment, or you've got irrelevant keywords in your account just there to drive traffic. Um, If you're, you know, getting low to no traffic, your campaign searchability needs work, um, your bids are too low, and then unqualified or low quality traffic is, is primarily due to either keyword strategy or your negative keywords not being dialed in. And there it is. There it is. Perfect. Yeah. So that wraps up our PPC. Easy as one, two, three, four, one five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> yeah. So um, good great. work. Woo. This is a great episode. Uh, if you guys have any questions about PPC uh, or your PPC strategy, your keywords, give us a call um, and get our negative uh, master negative keyword list. Yeah. Uh, and that should you know that's an easy win right there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, get out all that unqualified that traffic. Save the money. Um, and we will see you guys on the next episode of Reply Talk. Visit us at www.reply360.com to check us out and uh, give us a rating, give us a like on LinkedIn. We appreciate you. Thanks. Thanks, guys. See ya.